Welcome back to our next edition of the CBB Review Studio Podcast. I am Dan Siegel, joined as always by my co-host Ben Anderson. And today we are also joined by our fellow CBB Review writer, Jason Draven. Jason, first off, how's it going on your way? All right, man. That AAC final is awesome. I wish that everybody would have been healthy, but that's just how it goes sometimes. So it was, it was a pretty fun game and definitely a good good watch. So I'm just ready to see how everything breaks down now that we're out of all the championships. Yeah, and we got a bracket selected. We're previewing the West. Ben, how's it going for you? Can't be better on a selection Sunday, man. So excited to finally see the bracket and get down to our first region preview. Yeah, like I said, we're doing the West. It is... A national holiday, basically, at least in my household. We are recording here on Sunday night, so it is still that selection Sunday. We still have the thrill that happened of the brackets being revealed just about, I guess, two, three hours ago at this point. And, yeah, we're just going to go through every game. We'll start with the one sixteen matchup. Kansas against Howard. I guess, really, is there anything to note here? No, I mean, shout out Howard for, for yeah, that incredible this- they were down four with what 16 13 seconds left or something to win over Norfolk State in their title game in the MEAC. But man, Kansas has looked great all season. They don't lose these type of games. I like them to advance pretty easily. Yeah, I mean it was an impressive comeback for Howard for sure. And this is just an unfortunate draw for him for their uh, first uh, tournament. So uh, yeah, I I'm a little nervous for him. <laughs> this is gonna be a rough rough slide. Yeah, I mean I don't know. If I had to choose one redeeming quality, they shoot over 37% as a team, but Kansas Kansas will dominate this one. We move on to number eight, Arkansas, number nine, Illinois. Who do we like in this one personally? I, I like Illinois. I think they just – they do a lot of things well. They have a good interior defense that kind of gets overlooked. I think their defensive reputation is poor, but I think they could match up with that big – lineup that Arkansas has they space on offense they're one of the more efficient shooting teams in the country which are yeah they're one of the more efficient teams in the country in transition I should say which by the way this will be an absolute track meet both teams are top 50 in in the country in tempo it'll kind of be a struggle probably from behind the three-point arc as both teams are sub 300 ranked in three-point shooting but it'll be a fun interesting matchup I think, like I said, there'll be a lot of running, and I'm, I'm going to take Illinois in this one. Yeah, I, I would agree with you. I just think that Arkansas has been a little bit too inconsistent for my liking here. Not that Illinois has been particularly consistent, but um, really I just like the experience that the Illini bring over uh, the Razorbacks here, whether it's Terrence Shannon or Matthew Meyer or even Coleman Hawkins, I think they just have a little bit more of what it takes in March. Yeah, I mean, just that Arkansas team changed so much when they lost uh, Brazil. And, golly, it's it's just completely different. Even with Nick Smith coming finally uh, onto the team and being active, and that whole just really confused how they had it going on. And I, I feel like it just made it worse. And so, overall, it's been a big drop-off with, uh, losing him and so um oh, man it's just gonna be a, a fast game so this is really the i think the hardest matchup of all of them and so i'm gonna go i'm gonna go the opposite and actually go with arkansas here just because it, they do have a lot of talent there and mm. if they can stay out of foul trouble and potentially not 
miss their three pointers. Uh, it could be a different game, but we'll see how that goes. And I personally have of the opinion that neither the eight Arkansas nor the nine Illinois will pose much of a threat to number one Kansas. Do you guys disagree there? Probably not. I mean, it's just because Kansas it has really come together well. I mean, you saw how they did against even Texas in the last game. They were solid. They just needed their coaching to kind of help them get above that. And I think with self at being finally out of the hospital, he should be good to go and not too worried about that team coming together and getting ready for March, doing it all. Yeah, I tend to I tend to agree here. Um, the only thing that I would say is weirdly, Kansas's interior defense isn't their strength this year, um, but neither Arkansas nor Illinois pose, poses a huge threat down the down in the center line, I believe, offensively, really. Uh, so I like Kansas to advance there. All right, we move on to the five against the 12. We talked about Arkansas, Illinois being a track meet. I think this St. Mary's VCU will be quite the opposite, a defensive slugfest. Ben and I like that as UVA fans, but hey. <laughs> We'll start, we'll start with you. We'll start with Ben on this one. So St. Mary's or VCU, who do you like? This is my first upset of the region. I like VCU in this situation. I just think they are on a tear recently. They've been super successful, and I like their guard play as well, whether that's Ace Baldwin or Zeb Jackson, or in, and they have an interior presence in Brandon Johns. That's a power conference player that they brought over from Michigan. I just think that they have a little bit more – to handle uh st mary's that is has a little bit more to handle when they're playing the rams so i really think they're going to get to the foul line a lot vcu is and ultimately make that 5-12 upset yeah i mean i i completely see that just because the rams really did get hot there towards the end it's kind of what punched their ticket so it that's a uh, pretty impressive um and i think after losing to gonzaga that's just a tough loss anyway for st mary's and so um Man, I could see the upset happening, but it really just really just depends on uh oh my gosh. Why can't I think of his name now? Aiden. Uh Aiden Mahaney. Yeah. Thank you. I was like, I want to say my Malone. I'm like, that's not the right name. I don't know where that's coming from. But yeah, so I think Mahaney's going it will really come down to him and how he handles the ball, because that will be what is the difference maker there. And for that reason, that's actually why I'm going with VCU. I think Mahaney is He's a very good, talented player. He's also dropped off a little bit in the last five, seven games. In that mix is two losses to Gonzaga, and I believe a loss to, what was it, Loyola Marymount? Yeah. Lost, yeah, so St. Mary's is definitely trending downward. I think they are bottom 15 in what Haslametrics uses, this thing called momentum, which compares your most recent games to your overall slate and – St. Mary's is bottom 15 in the country in that. So they are trending down. VCU is trending up. I think Ace Baldwin, he's a pest defensively, and he's going to really bother the ball handlers for St. Mary's. So I'm going to go with VCU as well. And then the winner of that game will match up with four-seeded UConn against 13-seeded Iona. This one is fascinating because it's one of those instances I was talking about this with Matt on the spaces. It's like – you really like a certain mid-major as an upset watch, but you can't necessarily slate them in as an upset until you see the high seed that they're playing. And UConn just makes it all that more difficult. I, I'm not sure. I, I'm going to throw it to you, Jason, and then Ben, I'll throw it to you after because I want to see if you guys could convince me either way here. Yeah, I mean, I 
it's just UConn has been playing so well. I mean, they're such a good team. They're so well-rounded. They have all the athletic players that you really want in the Big East. And so I just think that it's going to be too much for Iona to even kind of match. Just the talent uh, discrepancy there is going to be a big issue for Iona. And, you know, I do understand that uh, you can miss threes and it being an, it be an issue and it's be a low-scoring game and really be in Iona's favor. But I just – if that doesn't happen, UConn's going to run away with this. Yeah, unfortunately, I agree. I really liked Iona as a potential upset pick until <laughs> they were paired with UConn, right? Um, you can't ever count out Patino as a coach, but I just don't see how Iona's size in particular is going to match up with this power power conference level lineup that UConn has, which really would scare 90% of the teams you know, if you're looking at their starting lineup plus their, plus their three bench players. So I'm going to take UConn. I'm not be happy about it. I wouldn't. I, I think there's going to be a close game, actually. I think it's going to be one of the closer games UConn plays in the tournament, but they're going to pull away at the end, in my opinion. Yeah, and as a UVA fan, I was I was horrified to draw Iona. I'm glad that we didn't because I think their length defensively is difficult. They might not have, like, the, the strength size, but they have a lot of length. And, um, I, yeah, I agree that it's going to be close, but UConn – for the problems that they had in that tough stretch they had in January, they have kind of fixed it. Jordan Hawkins has been very good. Their three-point shooting has been better. I'm going to go with UConn as well. And then next up, moving towards the bottom of that region that you have on the right of your screen, we have TCU against the winner of the play-in, Arizona State and Nevada. I honestly do not like either of these 11 seeds very much. Not that I'm in love with TCU. But I think TCU is definitely more well-rounded. I like Mike Miles Jr. Um, they're also a deep team. That definitely helps around this time of year. So just Nevada, they've fallen off a cliff. I'm surprised they even made the tournament after losing to, what was it, San Jose State in the Mountain West quarterfinal? Yep. Yep. And then Arizona State's 11-9 and and not-so-great Pac-12. So by default, I'll take TCU. Yeah, I, I agree. It has to be TCU here. I mean, like you said, both of these teams have really struggled really, when it mattered. I mean, when it comes down to it, it's March, and when you start losing this late, it, it is really concerning because it means that a lot of teams have figured it out, and just all you have to do is watch tape, and you're going to see that TCU is just a superior team when it comes to uh, matching up, particularly with either of the 11 seeds here. I actually disagree slightly. I'm going to go to bat for Arizona State here. I think they have turned it on when they needed to. Now they did win with a, like, 60-foot buzzer beater, right, to beat Arizona. But they still beat Arizona. They beat USC. It's not like they're coming off a terrible loss. They pulled away. The Wildcats pulled away from them in the Pac-12 tournament. But they still have the talent, I think, to match up with TCU. If TCU can't score inside, I mean, Eddie Lampkin still isn't. We don't think Eddie Lampkin's playing in the tournament, right? So, I would worry slightly about that with TCU not being at full strength. I could see Arizona State pulling off an upset here, but TCU is still my pick. Okay, okay. Fair enough. And then we move on to, I think it's going to be Gonzaga with a pretty good path to the Sweet 16. They are playing Grand Canyon in the first round. Um, yeah, yeah, Grand Canyon is rough. I mean, they do have a lot of talent, though. That that. I mean, it just, it's a different type. They needed a better draw than Gonzaga because Gonzaga's just going to tear them apart. They have way too many veterans and just Timmy's a beast, which is going to wreck them completely. But 
Grand Canyon dude does have some players that are pretty impressive. What do you think, Ben? Yeah. Gonzaga, it, Grand Canyon's not good enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Gonzaga's been Torvik's top team since February 1st, which I'll talk about a little bit in a couple of minutes. But let's move on to that last little pairing. So we got Northwestern and Boise State. So the, the seven and the 10. Again, I. Is the West maybe the weakest region? Because I don't like either of these teams either. Um, I'll take I'll take Northwestern. I think Northwestern pulls it out. I think they could match up with Boise State's offensive game plan. They they run a lot of pick and roll, a lot of post ups. Tyson Dagenhart, yeah, Tyson Dagenhart. I'm not sure if I have the name pronounced right, but he's Boise State's basically where they run their offense through. And I, I love Chase. Adige, who is all Big Ten defensive team for a reason. Boo Booey, great player. So I'm, I'm taking Northwestern. You, you think the West is the weakest region? I think <laughs> the West is the strongest region. You think so? Yeah. I mean, if you look at the top four seeds, like Kansas had an argument to be the number one overall seed. The metrics love UCLA. Gonzaga, you mentioned, has been the number one team in Torbic since February 1st. And then UConn, I think, is a dark horse pick to win the whole thing. All right. Know. All right. Let me, let me amend this. <laughs> the the weakest of like the the um like the complementary teams you know like the six through sixteen maybe but even Arkansas Illinois I think is the best eight nine matchup okay I do agree with you that this is not a very good game I'm gonna take Boise State I guess I just don't I don't love microwave scores and um, Northwestern has two of them in Boo Booey and Chase Audige so I'll take the Broncos I guess yeah I, I agree I prefer the Broncos here just because of the fact that they have four players that average double digits and having that many weapons kind of spread it out against a very good Northwestern team and the defense, because, you know, the Mountain West really has a focus on defense as well. And so, yeah, I have to go with the Broncos here. Okay. Um, And then we got our final matchup. We got UCLA and UNC Asheville. Now, yes, I really like UCLA. I was pretty much committed to them being my championship pick, which now I don't even know who I'm going to pick as my champion yet. I'll have to really break down the matchups. But I was committed to that until Jalen Clark got hurt, who is best defender, one of their best scorers. I still really like them, and I just don't think there's a lot of upset potential in the first two rounds with them just because look at their losses this year. Two times to Arizona, Illinois, Baylor, the USC is in there. But not bad losses. They're not a team that's going to struggle with bad teams. They're a team that might not beat the best teams every time, but they take they handle business. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I'm locking UCLA at least into the Sweet 16. Yeah, that that that's kind of where you're. I mean, just the fact that they lo- they lost Clark really does hurt them. But I'm nervous at the 32, but I do think they make it through and will likely face Gonzaga. Uh, at the sweet 16 spot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That by the way, rematch <laughs> a couple tournaments ago, I was talking about that with Matt as well. And I cannot wait. I, I hope those two match up, but we have our first round matchups predicted. So let's talk about who we think makes it out of there. Personally, I think it's Gonzaga over Kansas. I am committed. First off, to Gonzaga because of just how hot they are. I think Kansas is a good enough team to make it out of that top half because I think the bottom half is a little bit stronger than the top half. But 
Kansas just might not have the same guard play that they had last year. Last year they had those Oshai Abajis, the Christian Bronze, the Remy Martins. I think DeWan Harris is really the only one, the key guard from that team that's back. And, you know, they, they have Jalen Wilson, who's incredible, but I'm not sure they have the same backcourt as last year. Meanwhile, Gonzaga has just figured it out. Their defense, like I said, while it was shaking the beginning of the year, is a lot more competent. They Their offensive pieces speak for themselves. So I think Gonzaga is going to go to the Final Four. By the way, they get a very, very fair, unfair reputation for not winning in March. No, they have not won their championship, but they've made it to two championships in the last decade. They've been – they don't get upset. Like, they, they make it to the Sweet 16 pretty much every time. So, yeah. Yeah, so so for me, I'm gonna take UConn over UCLA. I think you have an I think you have an argument for any of the four teams, the top four seeds to go to the final four in this bracket. I really I think UConn Kansas is a final four level matchup in the uh sweet sixteen, to be honest. I think Kansas kind of got hosed in, in, in this bracket to to be fair to them. But I like UConn over there. I just think the momentum is is there even with a lot to Marquette. And then for Gonzaga UCLA, I think that Gonzaga just really hasn't seen the perimeter talent that UCLA has, even without Jalen Clark. I think Tyson or Tiger Campbell, excuse me, is going to eat up uh, Gonzaga's guards, particularly on the defensive end. Um, and Jaime Hawkins is just going to go to work, in my opinion. So I like UCLA there, but then they're going to run out of steam, and UConn's going to the Final Four. Golly, man, that's kind of stole my pick there because I think if UConn gets up against Kansas, that's going to be a really fun game. Uh, I probably agree that they're going to move on it's going to end up being them against ucla and it's just it's just so tough to without jalen clark there to really help propel that team man it's so frustrating but even uconn has its ups and downs but they're just so good defensively that it really will give ucla some issues since they don't have him to help (laughs) so massively he really was a game changer for uh the bruins my one worry about UConn, and it's it's kind of like a game theory thing if you're trying to get the most points possible in a bracket challenge, they have the toughest first-round matchup of the teams that we mentioned. So there's that possibility that they get upset early. I don't want to risk them being a Final Four team for me. That's fair. I, I get that. But I'm going to roll with who I think is best, and I think UConn is, is the one. To okay. Get well, fair enough. Well, that will do it for our West Region preview. We have three more previews coming out in the next two days. So keep an eye out for that, but that will do it for today's edition of the CBB review studio podcast. Thanks for watching and listening and take care.